Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to the Goss Central Podcast. Lav and I are going to talk about Hatton's big Sunday at Bay Hill, a sad Sunday for Rory, and Tiger Woods' no-show at TPC Sawgrass next week. Welcome to the Goss Central Podcast presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim Driver. The driver ahead was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance. So TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it faster and more forgiving where every golfer needs it, the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. Check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all-new Sim family. Now, this is a bit of an experiment tonight for Lab and I. For the first time, we're doing this podcast live from Bay Hill late Sunday night. So forgive the audio issues. We're looking, at, we're looking at a beautiful pond here Sunset uh, in Bay Hill club and lodge it really is lovely rex and today was kind of like performance art is the way i want to look at this you and i were on very divergent paths i went with rory i wanted to see how the sunday was going to work out you went with mr hatton you win because hatton won but i'm going to start with rory because i'm the one that's talking first and i'm going to talk about all of those who decide to be prisoners of the moment he didn't get it done today so you're already defending him that's a that's a wonderful setup for that. I am already defending him because you're going to hammer him. Go. I'm not going to hammer him. I mean, I think I think we've established a little bit of a pattern here, have we not, to start 2020? Look at look at what we've seen from Roy McIlroy, the world number one, mind you, in his last four Sundays. Let's start with Torrey Pines playing the final group. Bogey's three of the first four holes, basically shoots himself out of the tournament. L.A. You're, you're gonna Let's go move to L.A. to L.A. Triples the fifth hole. Follows it up with a bogey on the sixth hole. All of a sudden, he's toast. He's done. His Sunday is gone. Go to Mexico. Kind of stalled. It wasn't wasn't terrible. Shot 68, 300 par. Uh, kind of got kind of got boat raced by by Bryson and then by Patrick Reed. And he kind of stalled out in the middle of his round. Left that golf tournament very frustrated. And what did he do here Sunday, Rex? You you just wrote it. You filed for GolfChannel.com. Shot 76. Made two doubles an outward 40. He just didn't have it today, did he? He didn't. And look, there is no defending that. I don't think Rory would want you to defend that. But if you look at history, and let's let our lives be dictated by history in this particular case, if you look at the way he started 2019, T4, T5, T4, second, T6. Look at the way he started 2020, T3, T5, fifth, now a T5. I get it. He's very good. He's very consistent. And I just think we get into this situation where unrealistic expectations eat us to death. I mean, I don't know how we can expect Roy McIlroy or any player not expect named the world Tiger, number one or any player not named Tiger Woods 
to come out and convert every single Sunday. He We're said not it himself. Saying every single Sunday. He, well, he said it himself. His conversion rate, and I looked this up, he was correct, is about 10% when he goes into the final round with at least a share of the lead. That's a good number when you compare it to anyone else not named Tiger Woods. Maybe Jack Nicholas would put in that same category. However, we just expect him automatically. I expected him to play well today. I expected him to play well in Mexico. I thought he would be the guy to beat down there. Things didn't come together. He made the big number. He talked about it. I mean, there was two double bogeys on the front nine that really got him sideways, and he has to avoid them. But let's don't ignore the pass. When he got on I-4 last year and he left his golf course and he drove up to TPC Sawgrass, it ended up being one of the most dominant performances of the year with him winning the players, and we all know how the year played out. Yeah, no one's no one's saying here that that he's going to have a terrible or a, a disappointing 2020. I I think there's I think all we're doing now is just analyzing what we've seen in 2020, and there's no doubt that to this point, mid March, he has had opportunities that he has not been able to convert. That's that's all we're that's all we're we're not you're criticizing we're not him for we're not, not projecting. And, and where were we sitting in this Jeep 12 months ago watching the same sunset over the same lake? You would have had the same criticism, would you not? Yes, but that was different because he had— And now with he retrospect, he, he had, would look silly. He had not won with regularity at that point. Heading into the 2019 season, he had not won with regularity. Let's don't forget that he has a win on tour this season. Granted, yeah. it was last fall in China. However, yes. it's a WGC, and it's still a win. He's further ahead in the game now yep. than he was at this point. Yep. That's why I'm so reluctant to criticize him. Yes, I'm going to defend him because I feel like people are going to unfairly criticize him because he'll put himself in situations week in and week out. You're absolutely never going to convert those. Not I understand that. But he has, what, seven consecutive top fives on tour? Yes. The only player to do that over the past That's 20 right. years is who? Uh, Tiger Woods. And how many of those did he end up converting into victories? More than 10%. Yes. Absolutely. Again, that's we're talking a, about a generational player, though. You're, you're, I'm trying to make the distinction between. So, do you think Roy, that Roy McIlroy, at this point, on March 8th, March 9th, do you think he is happy with the way that he has played in 2020? No, no, no. He's a competitor, and, and you can't ignore that. Like he was not happy today after his round. He knew that he needed to clean things up going into next week. That being said. He also knows through experience last year that, look, as long as I continue to put myself in these positions, my game's in good shape. We asked him what he needed to improve going into next week, and he struggled to find something. It was, I, I don't would, know. I would struggle to find an answer putting. to that, too. Uh, midway range putting. That's what he threw out. And we kind of giggled because it's sort of, well, no, how could that yeah. possibly be the case? Right. Because, like, there's, not, there's nothing that you could single out and say, well, he really needs to shore this up or he's not going to be the favorite for TV Star. Of course he is. Of course, he's the player's favorite. He's the favorite by a wide margin. I think John Rahm comes in second. That if you're if you're forecasting the players' championship, but Rory is the clear prohibitive favorite for TPC Sawgrass. How many, even though even though he has had four disappointing Sundays. How many top five finishes does he have to have before you make him a, a favorite every single week? He is the favorite moving every single for, week, regardless yes, for for. The foreseeable future and a milestone week, by the way, for for Rory McIlroy. This yeah. is his hundredth week total combined as world number one. He's just the third player to ever do that, along with Tiger and Greg Norman. Terrific career. It, it's it's an unbelievable career, and just sometimes I think the unrealistic expectations get a little over over the top. And in this particular case, we can point back twelve months ago and go, "Well, that wouldn't have aged well had we been sitting in the same Jeep looking at the same sunset." If Rory's frustrated on Sunday of, of the Arnold Palmer Invitational, that leads me to believe that he's growing impatient. 
with these Sundays that he hasn't been able to play. Having followed him today, been on the golf course, I saw a level of impatience that I haven't seen in a while. Yes. I, and I will cop to that. Absolutely. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. All right. So you went another route. You went with Mr. Hatton. Which is funny, right? Because, because, because Rory has been, has been preaching patience and he has this, this renewed perspective and everything's going to be okay regardless of how he plays. Hatton's not patient. And then you got Hatton, not who, patient. who looks like he's on the edge every single moment of his life. And I, I kind of led with this in my, in my column for, for golfchannel.com. I said, I said, of all the players that you would tab to survive Bay Hill's torture chamber, where would you put Terrell Hatton on that list. Oh, bottom. <laughs> last, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, there, there's like, a club pro in the field. I might, like, might have put him. You'd either put him last or you'd put him next to last. Or you don't put him at all, but because this just didn't seem like his kind of golf course. And yet, Terrell Hatton shot three over par on the weekend, and he's the one who survives this. I mean, it was it was a, it was a testament to the quality of golf that he can play. It's a testament to his short game, certainly, which was sublime uh, over some really difficult conditions. At Bay Hill, and 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 if if you take away his 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 antics on eleven, <laughs> which we can get into, if you if you if you remove the eleventh hole, I mean, he was the best player by, at Bay by Hill, far. and and he showed it, and now he has a, a landmark victory to point to, which is interesting because yes, we all know, uh, and he copped it throughout the course of the week that he he runs hot on the golf course through. There are no unspoken thoughts. There are no unseen emotions when it comes to him. And you can appreciate it to a certain level. I mean, it's it's enjoyable, actually, to watch someone outside. Oh, it's who, wonderful. Who allows wonderful himself yeah, to get outside their comfort zone in a public setting like that. And I think his caddy, I mean, the stories that you just told oh. me about, I mean, that that's going to be an interesting part of this whole dynamic because he's as out there as Hatton is it sometimes, it seems like. But yes, you not only put him on this golf course, but in these conditions, this this is by far going to be the toughest test of the year. On the PGA Tour, it will probably go down as the top two or three. Four players breaking par, four under winning score, yeah. one player on the weekend shooting in the 60s? Yeah, and you add all it's those things up, and, it, and, and you also need to factor in he's coming off a wrist injury. Just his second start, yeah. by the way. I mean, Mexico, two weeks ago, was where the first. Where he also played well. And Yeah, I mean, vastly different test. If you factor all those things in, and you also look at the fact that, look, it's a Ryder Cup here, and he's starting to look like. Oh, he's going to be on that team. I mean, Francesco Absolutely. won here last year, and we all know what he does in Ryder Cups. I just think he's going to be one of those guys that we, we talk about a lot come the fall. Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly seems like he's coming into his own. He's only 28 years old. And and I, I do find it interesting, though, that, that we criticize John Rahm for, you know, kind of blowing a gasket and, and, and kicking away tournaments. But when Terrell Hatton does it, it's... It's entertaining. It's kind of a lovable character, and oh boy, when's he going to get his act together? And oh look, it is he going to snap a club now? What, why do you why do you think there seems to be a disparity between those two? Is it because John Rom is such an immense talent that it's it's obvious that his on course comportment is holding him back, and for Terrell Hatton, it's just kind of a a, a funny accessory to his game i think it has something to do with the john rom resume i mean let's just look at this we, everyone looks at john rom and immediately just assumes that all right he's going to win three times a year he's going to be a major champion he has everything he has all the skills and phil mickelson was the first to call that good for him but yes when you get in a situation where he's going to be on the golf course lose his temper slam his clubs and clearly allow whatever emotions he's dealing with to impact his play Yes, you're going to be more critical in that situation. Whereas with Hatton, you and I both were glued to the TV on, on the front nut. Like it's going to happen. Oh yeah, you're it was waiting like for waiting it. for the car crash on turn three, and then it actually did happen. 
It was in the air. On, on 11, he slightly pulls his drive into the pond. And okay, here we go. He's got a 180-yard shot. It's pumping. It's pumping into the wind. And from the left, you said, here we go. Five iron, smokes it over the green. Let's just watch the, the, the meltdown happen. Flubs the chip. Hits just an un, just an ungodly terrible shot with from the fringe there five feet left of his target and then the fun begins. <laughs> he starts what? slapping himself with the putter. He Here lifts his lifts his putter up, points it at the pond, and pretends like he's blowing away with a shotgun. And then he gives it the old middle finger salute, kind of the. the I did, yeah, I don't know about the middle finger. I don't of course, know it was. you interpreted. Did you not see it? Uh, when, I a, when, a, when a middle I, finger is I did extended, not see that. No. And, no, and none of the other fingers are are extended. That's to me, you're extending the middle finger. No, no, and That's, I don't want you to walk this back at all because it, it, we just had this conversation. And then about he gives it the old up yours. When uh, he's, uh, the when up he's yours was yes. obvious and, and entertaining and good one and, and vile or whatever it is you want to call it. I wouldn't call it vile. But the the best thing about this is you just immediately assume he was going to get fine. I mean, it just immediately just it just rolled off your fingertips into your column that oh he's absolutely going to get fined, and I don't know is. if that's that's being one hundred percent accurate. I think he might get fined. He likely. I he, think I couched as likely will yeah, get. Yeah, I think you got coached to couch yes. it likely got fined. The point here is that look, with with what happened on eleven, should he get fined? You but don't break he, the subject here. Likely. No, likely no. Should he? I'm not. I'm asking for, for your, your take here. Since it since it happens, like people get fined for cursing on television. But yeah, like he's going to get fined. Did you hear him curse on television? Now we're talking about two different things. I mean, that is a universal symbol for a curse word. Uh, okay, maybe it means something different in English. Why don't you Why don't you get your sons on the line and see what and see what they think <laughs> that, that means? But but can we can we get back to the point here? Absolutely. Of that, he made double bogey on eleven. He actually made a good actually made a good save. Made a seven or eight footer to save double bogey. You think, oh, he just lost the tournament. Except this time he didn't. Except this time, he steps up on 12 and hits one of his best tee shots of the day. 17. Except this time, on 17, he hits a beautiful, soft-drawing five-iron. Beautiful golf shot. That hit it to 20 feet and and kind of sealed the win for him. Hit found the fairway on 18. I mean, this time, he held it together, which just has to give him immense confidence, knowing that his patience was finally rewarded. He's, on the he, toughest golf course of the he year. He showed that, hey, he can show, he you know, he can let his anger out. He can be frustrated and then move on yeah. and don't let it don't let it derail you. Yeah. I think for his confidence, for big picture Terrell Hatton at age 28, I think it was a, a huge win for him to do it the way that he did. Well, and I loved his reaction when he kind of had to ask how long the exemption was. Yeah. This is for a 2020. Yeah, this is three, a three, oh my gosh. Yeah, three year exemption. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So and it gives him so much security. All right. Before we move on to Tiger Woods, which is, of course, how we're going to you know, we're going to filibuster this whole podcast as we normally do when it comes to tiger woods i do want to ask so now we are two legs into the floor to swing what we have seen so far is carnage it is carnage and and i don't know if that's going to continue into next week but it's certainly gotten to the point where and you heard it from a few players yesterday i heard it from a few players today it's getting old like there's the potential now that tpc sawgrass of all courses in the world is actually the most gettable during this floor to swing it was last I mean, year. It I was mean, the only course that played on a par in the Florida Swing last year. PGA National is no fun whatsoever. Yeah. We've played Bay Hill. It is, it is no fun, especially in conditions like this. Innisbrook is a terrific golf course. Do not get me wrong. It is quality an absolutely golf course, yeah. quality golf course, but it's really hard. And so it's just continually kicking you in the groin for four consecutive weeks. Why is that a good thing leading in 
to the year's first major. Some guys can say, oh, you know, I wish we had this test every week. They, they don't, don't mean it. No, you don't. You don't mean that. You'd like to have it four or five times. Tell the truth. You don't mean that. This That's is the worst preparation possible for preparing for Augusta. Absolutely the worst pep preparation possible. And, and It really is. And judging by social media and Twitter, I'm, I'm going to be, as, as Rory would say, on the wrong side of history on this one because it seems like people like watching the carnage and they don't like hearing the players complain and they certainly don't like hearing us making excuses for the players. That being said, you touched on the main issue. It is far too early in the season to start getting slapped around. I mean, you do not go into the first week of the NBA season and expect to have a playoff caliber game every single night. And that's essentially what these guys are ending up with these last two weeks. And it's probably going to persist over the next two weeks. Yeah, and like just just take just take Brooks Kepka, for example. So he took three three months off because of the the knee issue, and he's coming back out. He he makes some starts overseas. You know, and then he, he he comes back here to the states. What is he facing now? He played PGA National last week and got blown off the golf course. Shot eight over the first two rounds. Come over, comes over here, shoots his worst career round. Of, top one, eighty one on the PGA Tour with a Saturday eighty one. Finishes outside the top forty. Um, he made the point, which was a good one, that at this point, since he's looking for you know some competitive reps and just to just to, to hit some quality golf shots again. He doesn't have that window of of striking the ball and it's going where he thinks it, it should go because it's getting blown all over the map. You have no idea. If yeah. if you're preparing for the for Augusta National, the mo- the golf course that requires the most precision of any on the planet, and you're getting blown around these two, three, four weeks, whatever it's going to end up being for this Florida swing, I, I mean, it's hard to justify. Yeah, absolutely. You can develop some bad swing habits. You're not scoring the way that you're thinking or that you're expecting. Uh, it's potentially detrimental to these guys' masters. Program. I don't think even potentially. I mean, anytime you end up in wins like this, you're going to start doing things with your swing that are not conducive to and, and guys are consistent. You're, you're just getting beat up mentally bef- before you're going to TBC Sawgrass, which you know asks asks questions of players that don't get asked the rest of the year. Yeah, and I think they're going to dodge a bullet next week. We'll, we'll find out for sure. Yeah, conditions, like conditions look great. It's going to be 75 degrees. All right, we are out of time. We can't talk about Tiger Woods. We'll see you next week. I kid. I kid. Straight to Tiger Woods. And he is not in the field, uh, really, for the fourth consecutive tournament or that he normally plays. I mean, like, we can take this all the way back to Mexico. And it was easy to write that one off the week after Genesis. He's the host. It, it's He's kind tired. Of, it's a quirky course. You could write that one off. You could write off Honda. He wasn't going to play Honda. The Honda right. Classic for all the reasons you and I just discussed. It's it's too hard from too early in the year. Bay Hill was a bit of a surprise. He actually, he owns this place. He, he you know, and this is huge to him. But you could think, hey, maybe he doesn't want to play back-to-back weeks. Next week. I, Friday night was, was a surprise. Let, let's, yes. let's be honest. I mean, I think, I don't want to say alarm bells, but it's certainly reason to sort of look at where we are in Tiger Woods' career and have a little concern. Uh, so I think the question is, is he hiding a more serious injury? At Riviera, he said, oh, it's just stiffness because it's, that's just the, the byproduct of couple early mornings in 45 degree weather and you know you can you can understand that you know i don't i don't have a bad back personally but you talk to any long time back sufferer, sure. you know it's it's hard to get up in the mornings uh when it is cold i think you can write it off as that but i think now i mean it's clear that it's not just some stiffness that he that he had uh-huh. at riviera i think it's 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 only natural to wonder about the overall state of his health which he's never been particularly forthcoming about well and i think for me sort of the the alarms went off a day earlier when nota begay went on golf central and talked about how he isn't able to put together back-to-back days because 
his back won't allow him. But when we're talking about back-to-back days of practice in South Florida where it's warm on a golf course that he knows it's flat ground, all these things are working in his direction and he can't do it in back-to-back days to the point that he'll, he feels like, and look, I understand if you, you're not on top of your game for all the reasons we just discussed, you don't want to go to TPC Sawgrass. No. It can make you look silly. And so I t- certainly agree with that. And I think, and we've written this, and this is nothing new, but this is the new norm. I think 12, 13 events is going to be about his ceiling simply because that's all his body's going to let him do, man. And he's he's in a tricky spot because he's he's always said that there's no substitute for playing tournament golf and that, you know, there's X number of competitive reps that you need to get, except if his body doesn't allow them to do it. Like, I'm not sure that he could do the Hogan schedule where you're only showing up for the majors. I mean, these guys are, are too good, and I don't think that he's wired that way, that he could be so sharp during his practice that when he he turns up like he's that he's ready to win. I think there's some, I think there's definitely something to be said for showing up for him and putting a card in your hand. Yeah. I mean, you can do everything you want down in South Florida on the range. You, you can, can do simulated track. rounds. It's just not the same. It's not going to be the same. I mean, say, everything changes once you put a card in your hand. Now, and to, to project a little bit more forward, now we're looking at potentially only, let's say, three rounds because he'll go to the match play. You're guaranteed three rounds. You think he's going to play the match play? Well, no, I don't at this point. I can't. I, I mean, would, it would be, be it would be surprised. It'd be fifty fifty actually. Yeah, mind. to yeah. me, it would be a surprise if he sh- if he played before before uh, the Masters at this point. And with that backdrop, I mean, he shows up at Augusta essentially cold. I mean, ever since he did not clearly have he's his played, best stuff played, in LA. He's played eight rounds. He's played eight rounds. I mean, he clearly didn't have his best stuff after that opening nine holes in LA. I I, I don't know where you would put him on any list going into Augusta if this, this is going to be the reality. You know what's really funny? So I walked with Tiger during the Pro-Am at Riviera, and he was hitting it so good, there was no inkling whatsoever that, that he was unhealthy. And I was thinking to myself, boy, you could to win the Masters again. Like, he looked he looked that good. Obviously, the, the course knowledge is, is better than anyone in the field. His, his iron play is still the best in the world when he's healthy. Um, and the only question mark was whether he can hold enough putts. You know, it's it's he's he's been deteriorating on the greens for the last couple of years. Just a matter of whether he can make the, the putts when he needs to. But I I, I saw him play Wednesday at Riviera. I said this guy's gonna win the Masters again. And so I I still think, you know, assuming that this isn't a really serious injury and that you know his back's been compromised uh, in places other than the fixed point in his spine, that if he shows up. At Augusta National, he feels good Thursday morning. I still think he has a chance to win. I really uh, do. No, I agree with you. And look, I felt that way at the Zozo Championship. I mean, because what he did there, I mean, I didn't I didn't have very high expectations oh, at all. Him just showing up cold either. in Japan. I mean, getting off long flights hasn't been his forte in recent years, let's be honest. And I did not have high expectations at all. And for him to get it done and to do it there, uh, it, it was impressive to the point that I was kind of with you. That not only is, is you know, we can keep going down the list, 83, 84, 85. In the picture. Now, 18 is very much back in the picture in my mind. 18 major championships. And then the ball striking clinic at Royal Melbourne. Oh. I mean, what he did there, it was like 06 at Liverpool. I mean, However, he, he, he also it. had Saturday where sure. I mean, he there wanted was, to play twice, ended up playing zero. Sure. And they, I guess we probably should have looked at that and thought to ourselves, the fact that Noda talked about this being part of what happened at the end of last season, which I can understand. You can add some dots. You can make an argument in that, that direction. However... We are three months removed from that. So if you're still dealing with something that happened three months ago, that is going to be difficult. And it gives you the idea of how hard this really is. When you consider how well we just talked about him playing at Zozo at the at, uh, at the uh, President's Cup and then watching those first nine holes. And for it to turn like this and suddenly we don't know when he's, we're going to see him again. And let's, let's be clear here. 
Tiger didn't exactly play a Sung JM schedule in December. He played a four round breezy, you know, his, his own tournament, the hero. And then he turns around and plays three times at Royal Melbourne. Long flight, long flight. I mean, long, I'll, I'll give him some. I mean, okay. Long, tears, yeah. long flight. Having been on that flight. Then, so yeah, it was a long flight. It, yes. But he's not like he's doing a, a daily grind. He, you know, he's saying that, you know, being the captain takes a lot out of you. Okay. Let's, let's be clear. You're, you're sitting in a chair and making decisions. Like Oof. there's no physical toll for doing that. Mentally, yes, I can understand how when the President's yeah. Cup was over, he is absolutely wiped out. I totally get that. But physically, there should be no there should be no reason for that. There really shouldn't. Check the headline. Ryan Ladder. It's not Sung Jae's schedule. Cup, he's not playing Cup captains are lazy. Go on. He's, he's not playing <laughs> he's not playing every single week. Uh no, I agree with you and and but he's not going to do that. No. And I think what this talk I mean this is he talks about this all the time. Some some mornings you wake up and and you're and you're fine and some mornings you wake up and you're totally just not it. there. This is only noteworthy well for a lot of different reasons, but in my mind it's noteworthy because it seems like he's waking up more days than not and he's not feeling well. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair to say and we were talking about it in the in the press tent a little bit too um earlier in the week, you know, at, at Riviera Tiger said that you know, he, the, the fun, the fun part, I think he's being facetious. The fun part is figuring out a schedule where, where he can play and feel competitive, but also listen to his body and not, not overdo it. Like he did at the back end of, of 2018. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't want to have that situation anymore. And he said that he wants to quote, be out here a little longer, a, li- yeah, a little, you're, you're reading you, into some stuff. There. Maybe, we've had this maybe, discussion. maybe you take that literally, maybe you don't, but I think, Tiger more than anyone knows that he's that he's on borrowed time here. No, absolutely, and I think that's why he enjoys it more. We, yeah. we see it in the way he, he interacts with people. All right, um, going into next week, real quick at the very end, who do you like? Rory, we've already established that. Is that I mean, is that where the that's that's an obvious starts one. and ends there? I think John Rahm is obvious. Uh, I I would certainly keep an eye on Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, his made cut streak just came to an end at the API, but I think you know having having the weekend off maybe allows him to reset back to back top tens. TPC Sawgrass, that's a golf course that certainly fits his iron play. You got some um, Web, Monday knowledge you're throwing out for the Web, folks. Yeah. Web, Webb Simpson as well. There you go. I would certainly put him on a short list. And, and Bryson, you know, he's he hasn't quite solved the riddle as TBC Sawgrass in, in just two starts there, but it's it's impossible to ignore what he has done with that new physique. Another top five finish uh, at Bay Hill. Just that's building, 72 just on Saturday. Off of, and, I mean, that felt like a, a 64, actually, in those conditions. Just yeah, building really off well. of what he's done over his last couple of starts. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him pop up again, but he's certainly going to have to think his way around that golf course. All right, that'll do it for this edition. Wait, who's your pick? Uh, I don't have to do a pick. I was actually just talking about your column that you're staring at. I expected you to actually only give a little bit the way these things work. So you, you, you honestly have no opinion of who's going to Well, listen. Rory is, is who I like, and you got oh, a lot wow, of people Rory. on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not wow. going to go that one. Wow. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Golf Central Podcast. We will talk to you next week from the Players' Championship. We'll do it again live. We won't be in the Jeep next time. See ya. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta, because we know on one flight, Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, HC is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. 
That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.